up, Brookies? Hello. I am the Mackie Mouse. It's Isla. <laughs> you have a great radio voice. Welcome to another episode of Once Upon a Time. <laughs> oh, thank you for returning to Storybrook Circus, our weird Once Upon a Time review podcast. Ish. Ish. That's right. <laughs> we sometimes talk about Once Upon a Time. <laughs> <laughs> After we ramble, <laughs> much like Rumpelstiltskin uh, in his weird elf days in the Enchanted Forest, we also are a little bit weird, but still kind of funny somehow. <laughs> that's that's us. Here you are. Thank you for coming. We appreciate you. Uh, I hope that you've listened to the first three episodes of this show so that you know what you're getting into, because if you didn't, you're probably in for a weird treat. <laughs> we are in rare form today. If you're just jumping in right now, we let us know. Oh, man. Yeah, let us know. Let us know. You can call into the podcast. Ooh, let's do that. Let's just talk about how you call into the podcast. I'll go find the number. It'll be fun. Um, it is 207-536-8512. Call us and let us know uh, how bang up of a job we're doing at podcasting. <laughs> So far off to a great start. Um, what's going on in your life, Isla? What, Nothing what's too much. You know, living the dream, as white people say. Um. <laughs> oh, my God. Do you like the things white people like Twitter? Yes. Do you follow that? <laughs> yes. I, fo- I watch it every single day. And some of them are, like, rough and controversial. And some of them are just downright hilarious. Some of if them you- I just cry at because I'm like, fuck, this is me. Like, Yeah, yep. <laughs> Yep. And some of them are, like, really weird. <laughs> I think my favorite one is when you pick up a pair of tongs and you have to go... <laughs> when you have to tap <laughs> have to them clap together. Them together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is true. And also, like, not, you know, it's not false at all. Like, that is a real thing. I feel do. very validated. I'm like, well, if I gotta sure. be this painfully white, at least I'm amongst others. <laughs> at least it's a real thing and not just you. Um, so anyway, uh, this is the fourth episode of this show, which is crazy that we are, we've done this for this long. Uh, so far we're, we're at over a hundred, 121 plays of this show, which is mind boggling to me that anyone would care to listen to us ramble (laughs) for that much. Yeah, seriously. Thank you guys. This is, uh, I can confidently say none of those listens are me either because I am so afraid to listen back to the show that (laughs) (laughs) I haven't yet. (laughs) I can say that some of them are me, but that's because I produced the show. So I have to like make sure that it sounds good and that what I'm doing, I can't. I'm so afraid. I'm like, oh my, this is a dumpster fire, but it's working. So it is kind of everybody I've talked to so far enjoys I mean everybody likes watching a good dumpster fire it's hard to look away you know we're like a really bad car accident that's such a nice thing to compare us to I mean it's accurate we're like an 80 car pile up (laughs) yes we are we we are uh we have new sound effects today I'm excited to debut them we're ready to have this nice how do you feel about this warm crackling fire we got going on in the background we are, we are nice. Toasty. So we're, we're, we're cozy. We're camped out in this these beautiful, uh, very not enchanted woods because those are bad news. We know this already. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so today's episode 
as my bad joke in the beginning of, of, of the show alluded to, is all dedicated to Mr. Rumpelstiltskin slash Mr. Gold, as the episode is entitled The Price of Gold. I love Very him. excited, because we're, we're getting introduced to not only one of the best characters probably in the entire show, but also introduced to the phrase of Once Upon a Time. Would you like to deliver it? All magic comes with a price, dearie. Oh my God. Everybody just... Thank you. Thank you. I would like to thank, first of all, Harper Jane. (laughs) The little people. (laughs) Thank the little people. Uh, All right. Some info on the show today. Uh, The Price of Gold aired November 13th, 2011. It was written and directed by two Davids. It was written by David Goodman and directed by David Solomon. David Solomon is a very well-seasoned uh, director, television director. Um, he pops in and directs a lot of episodics all the time. And he did a bunch of lost stuff. He will continue to do a bunch of once upon a time stuff. And he's done a few other things too. So we will see David Solomon's name come up a few other times too. Uh, today's backstory is Rumpelstiltskin and Cinderella. We get introduced to, which is very exciting. Because we get our first, like, real, for real Disney character outside of the... I mean, I guess it was 50, so it wasn't that far away from from Snow White. But Snow White, I don't think, had the had the mainstream clout. Not the connection to yeah. the OG Snow White. Right, right. Um, so I was actually going to read a, a more detailed synopsis of the entire show. <laughs> and then I went to go look it up and realized it was like... 14 paragraphs of like see yeah so i i have to go and i'm gonna try and look it up really quick no guys you're just gonna you're gonna see what it is when we watch it (laughs) (laughs) uh uh i'm gonna try and find one really fast like an actual shortened down version of it but um basically it's you get introduced to rump's looking for the for the uh, first time and get to kind of see the type of character that he is going to be through the entire show like we we always get this one meddling character you know and this is the guy uh, spoiler he alert is, he's a bad guy uh yes i mean he's pretty much a bad guy in every like iteration of his story i'm pretty sure um which is interesting because they do twist some characters a little bit like they like they make ones that we know of as really bad not quite so bad or misunderstood or whatever yeah no rumble um, still seems kind of a pos through and through yeah, it's it 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 gets from bad to worse to like yeah. not so bad to like really really bad. So it's uh it's a little it's a little wild. Um so I am going to abandon ship this plan cuz even this one is too long to read. Like I, I said, we're going to we're going to get what you get and you don't get upset for this episode 4. Uh I I kind of want to <laughs> One of my favorite podcasts does a uh, does like a um, oh, what is it called? So, uh, his name is, is Rishikesh. He's Indian. And he, when he does his own, because he's a, like a very high intellectual like writer and music guy. Um, when he does his own synopsis of the show, his co-host calls it uh, a renopsis. 
<laughs> he reads the TV guide version, and then the whole co-host would be like, "But what's the Renopsis version?" And he will like because because the, the TV guide version is always like weirdly talking about some other crap that's going on. It has the show nothing have to, to do, do with, with it. Yeah. It's so bizarre. Um, so I kind of want to do a version of that where we just like. <laughs> Just to recap the show in our own words, like the episode. The actual synopsis is Emma Swan tries to help a young pregnant woman escape from the clutches of Mr. Gold. Meanwhile, back in the fairy tale world that was, Cinderella makes a regrettable deal with Rumpelstiltskin. I feel like that's not a thorough enough real synopsis of what's going on in the show. I mean, it does hit the hit the main yeah. main bullet points. Yeah. There's a little bit more that goes on. For this particular episode, since we didn't get time to prep for it, we'll, we'll leave it at that. And maybe the next episode we'll do a... Oh, Isla and Mackie. I think it would be fun for us to do like a like a weird ghetto version of the recap of just what we thought the show. <laughs> what, what did we think the episode? A jank about? version. <laughs> I, I, I think it would be great. Um, so let's do production notes. Production notes. Cha. Yeah. Oh wait. Held it. Um, so okay, let's run down these. The opening title is going to be uh, Cinderella's Fairy Godmother. It's a little fairy godmother. Uh, if you <laughs> there's a whole big thing about her name right ella they call her ella throughout the entire episode i think eventually someone will say cinderella in full but it, i think it happens like really really late in the episode but they're calling her ella the entire time and you do i did research this you do find out later on that ella is her actual name and yeah cinderella and that's is, how it is in the original too because her sister her stepsisters are just bitches they only call yeah. her that because she's cleaning the cinder like the cinder from, really, the, uh, from the fire. I really hate that we only refer to her as Cinderella, like we as yeah. in the entire human population, because yeah. that's so mean. That's not her real name. Why do we... Her, like, oppressed name from her yeah, slave owners. Like, <laughs> that's so messed up when you think about it. Like, it's we're just going like, to continue character... to call you Cinderella. Like, you'll it's... never get out of that, you dumb bitch. <laughs> it's the character equivalent of, like, calling her the N-word instead of her actual name. Like... <laughs> It's weird. Like, and we all do it. Everyone mm-hmm. does it. Yeah, I think, well, in the in the cartoon, it's weird that it's written that way, because in the cartoon, that's, even the little mice and birds and stuff are calling Cinderella, her Cinderella. Cinderella. Like, yeah. You're patronizing weird. this, not patronizing. What's the word? I mean, yeah, patronizing is true. Is that the word? Yeah. Look at you. Oh. Killing it with vocabulary. Dictionary.com who? <laughs> <laughs> Drink every time uh, Isla surprises herself with her own wit. (laughs) I can't pronounce words to save my life, so... I mean, same. (laughs) Um, So anyway, because of this whole thing with Ella, right? Uh, If you look closer, you play it in slow motion. Uh, When Cinderella is signing the contract, right? So she's she's, uh, trying to... Rumpelstiltskin is trying to get her to, to do a deal to get out of being a uh, slave, basically a, a like maid in this house. Um, and so when she goes to sign the contract, you can see that the first letter she writes is a C, seemingly to indicate that her name is Cinderella. But really, why would she write her like mean nickname as her contract name? So it's just a, it's just a mistake because she's obviously been cast as Cinderella. That's the that was the the role that she's in. So she probably went to go sign Cinderella and they didn't make the Ella name a thing until later. So it's kind yeah. of a goof that they just cut around. But for a split second, you can see her starting to write the C. Um, there's going to be a scene we'll call out where uh, Emma, uh, she <laughs> Cinderella has to go to the hospital because she's having a baby. And, uh, oh, sorry, Ashley, the, the Storybrooke version. 
Uh, and she... Uh, Ash. She's Lee. like, no, you got to bring me to Boston. And Emma, for the first time, says, uh, no, we don't have four hours. She establishes that Storybrooke is four hours away from Boston, which kind of puts it in that... What did you... Bay Harbor? Is that what it is? Bay Harbor area of Maine? Bar Harbor. Like Bar, Bar Harbor. Thanks. Uh, Emma's baby blanket, which Mary Margaret uh, seems to recognize. It's the same blanket that granny is knitting in the pilot which is nice Mm. i like a little bit of continuity there um there's a really cool uh uh scene a disney connection right um one of cinderella's stepsisters uh wears pink a pink dress for the ball and the other one wears a yellow dress and it's to mimic anastasia and drizella from the disney film so we'll catch that somewhere uh cinderella's stepmother's wearing blue uh just like lady tremaine does as well uh, and the Cinderella's ball gown that that the fairy godmother puts her in is also reminiscent of the cartoon. Um, the Storybrooke Daily Mirror. Oh, that's right. I forgot. I forgot. I wanted to call the production notes. No, I mean, not the production notes. The section where we do uh, voicemails and uh, emails and stuff when people write in. We can call that section the Daily Mirror when people write in because that's the newspaper. Oh, right. So the reason why that's cool is because the Storybrooke Daily Mirror is the local newspaper that is run by Sidney Glass is his last name, (laughs) who is the magic mirror in the Enchanted (laughs) Forest. So it's a lot of real heavy handed kind of puns there. Um, Then there's this whole thing about Ruby's little. She has a red wolf glass charm that's hanging from her rearview mirror of her car uh it's supposed to be a reference obviously to the big bad wolf since red riding hood spoilers can't wait for that plot list oh my god not to mention yeah there's some we won't we won't kind of never mind i'm not going into that right now but but there's yeah I, i actually do like that uh that direction that they go and then the last one is uh my favorite at the very very end of the episode Henry uh, has to go back home. Obviously, once again, he's friggin' run away from, from home while Regina's out. Uh, and right before Regina's like on his heels, like coming in home, he's running up the stairs and he drops his shoe, just like Cinderella leaves her shoe when she's running up the stairs, which I thought was such a cute thing that they didn't give that to Ashley as they didn't try to make it like an Ashley thing where she like leaves her shoe in the street and has to go back and right. get or something that they give it to Henry. It's adorable. This is like um, not a cheesy moment, like which is no- refreshing. Refreshing. Definitely refreshing. Um, so that is production notes. And for our last section before we actually watch the episode is what's in the hatch. And there's only one this week, which is uh, Regina talks about digging a little bit into Emma's past and she <laughs> very nonchalantly I will give it to them they they did slip it in it wasn't too heavy-handed uh she says uh, what's so special about Tallahassee now this is a cool lost reference so there is an episode it seems like a little bit of a stretch when I looked into it I was like of all the places to mention Tallahassee that's a kind of a cool connection so um there's an episode of lost called the man from Tallahassee and the reason why that episode is called that is because at one point, Richard uh, says to one of the others, go get me the man from Tallahassee. It's a John Locke episode. And the man from Tallahassee is Anthony Cooper, right? Who is Locke's father. And that becomes a whole thing that goes on, right? So the man from Tallahassee is the whole episode is, is centered around this whole Tallahassee thing, right? 
and it doesn't become particularly important. It's just code for Lockstad. Yeah. So the fact that Regina calls out what's so special about Tallahassee and she was looking up all the places that she had lived and like, you know, was skipping out of on out of town a couple weeks later and she's always moving around. That she would out of all those places would call out Tallahassee is is a cool little uh lost nod from the writers to uh Damon Lindelof. So that's our what's in the hatch this week, which is, which is a little a little deeper than than the other like stupid you know oh the number four somewhere again. Right. Like, it's actually kind of a cool little script. This one was actually so. planned out. Yeah, I know they're yeah, all yeah. planned out, but it's way easy to just plug a number on something. But I would yeah uh, I would call that more of an in. Easter egg. Yeah, and we do have another uh, another lost reference that is not intentional. It's not even in the show, but I will point it out when it comes up. That's just my own personal lost reference because I was like in the lost mindset when I was watching the show and I, I'll, I'll point it out when we when we get there in the actual show but are you ready to watch The Price of Gold? <laughs> sound effects. I'm so excited. That fit perfectly there. Great job. What is this show? What are we doing? I have no idea. Why it's did also you agree to this? Way past my bedtime, so I'm so sorry to everyone. Yeah, we are a little loopy. That's okay. It'll be a for a fun show. All right, here we go. Episode four, season one, Once Upon a Time. Let's get into it. So here's the fairy godmother flying around in the forest. Here's these ugly dresses from the stepsisters. We're also in the we're in the past. Yes, flashback time. Cinderella's oh. wearing some dingy rags. Wow. There's the two dresses. You miss them if you blink. Pink and They're yellow, off and then blue. To the ball. Mm-hmm. Or are they off to promenade? Welcome to the uh, Island Mackie narrate uh, dialogue list scenes from Once Upon a Time. <laughs> this is your audiobook series. I wish I was to marry a duke. You will attend. <laughs> Nice. Who are you? Huh. I'm your fairy godmother. Uh, you neglected to say, I'm your black fairy godmother. You forgot You forgot that parentheses in script. Girl is killing this dress. I'm so glad they did this, because they didn't make it just like the super whitewashed, like, old granny fairy godmother. Say the the old grandma. <laughs> yeah. This woman like, okay. is, like, ready to pixie dice the shit out of Cinderella right now. Like, literally. Yeah. Let's see. The fairy godmother is Catherine Lowe Hagwist. Also, Cinderella looks so dirty. It's disgusting. Like, this is some raggedy-ass clothes yeah, that they dressed her in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's rough. Um, but she does also have a movie, uh, Fifty Shades Free, that she shares with her co-ho. I mean, she doesn't share any scenes with him, but uh, Mr. Graham is in that. Really? So. I did mm-hmm. not watch past the first one. I've never seen any of the other Fifty Shades movies. Obviously not really my type type, type of film. <laughs> so I couldn't speak to it exactly. You say that obviously like we don't agree on every other type of movie. <laughs> That's TV true. Show, so. I, it, it's not even like I wouldn't watch it. I just haven't up to now. I haven't had a reason to. But anyway, um, dear our, our dear Catherine uh, has been in a slew of things. She's a very, very seasoned actress. She looks very actress. familiar. 
She's been in everything. Okay. Like, she started her television career in 1992. She was in like X-Files and uh, Quarantine Dark Angel. And she's like always these like random, you know, extra characters. Characters with lines, like guest starring characters, but like nothing, you know, past a single episode on all these things. But she's got yeah. a very long, long list. But shout out to her because she doesn't get a lot of screen time in this episode, obviously. Um, but she's amazing. And I'm here to change your life, Cinderella. But Girl, you too? My stepmother told me. My name is Ella. Out. She forbade me to leave. Your stepmother doesn't have this. Mmm, sass. Okay. This wand has the power to this to your ball, to your prince, and to a Hilarious. Hilarious. And she spontaneously just combusts. And that's her whole appearance. Oh. I love this. <laughs> What? <laughs> so, I, again, I think this is them trying to establish this motif of the story you thought you knew is not totally the whole story. So, obviously, our Disney version of this is a fairy godmother turns Cinderella into a princess. She goes to the ball, gets her man. Uh, and there's all this, you know, these, like, animals that get turned into the horses and the pumpkin and all that other stuff. Fairy godmother got through two lines and just exploded. <laughs> And why did she explode? Well, we get our first big we, entrance. We of know the show. why. We know. Here we go. Guys, we go. last chance. Any guesses? No? What did you do? No, no. Great job, guys. You guessed Rumpelstiltskin. Rumpelstiltskin. Let's go. In the house. <laughs> you just killed my fairy godmother. She was trying to help me. Was she? You know what this is. Pure magic. Pure evil. Trust me. I've done you a favor. All magic comes with a price. Yes. No one but you. We're right. adding that to the list. I get it. All magic comes with a price, but we're going to drive it home in this episode and every episode to come. I don't think there's a single episode after this where they don't say it <laughs> or some reference to it. It's the best line. Yeah. I mean, and it's also super true and we've memed the hell out of it since the show has come out because it's so applicable to so many things including Walt Disney World it's been memed all over like like Disney parks and stuff and obviously we know this is not the first time we've seen Rumpelstiltskin we've seen him behind bars in the first uh, couple episodes but like true full-fledged Rumpelstiltskin out free this was running amok this was his sitcom entrance moment here. Uh, before we go on, I, I had to look this up a little bit because it's going to get a little bit confusing going later on into this episode. So I do want to point this out. Um, the timeline where this happens. Uh, where are we? Event chronology. So the timeline where this happens, the flashbacks are in a, a couple different moments. So when this moment happens here is immediately after there's going to be an episode where they actually go into the the actual ball and all that stuff. But from here, they're going to skip to the wedding of Cinderella. And that takes place after Snow White and the prince have gotten together and after they have been married. So the fir- the pilot okay. where we see them get married, this Cinderella ball that will happen after this, where they fast forward to Cinderella getting married to the prince, will be after Snow and Prince have already been married. Because they show up as a couple at the wedding. Okay. Right now, this is before all of that stuff. 
and then there's going to be some other ones and when they come up i'll try and and call them out because everything that happens in this episode will slot in time into things we've already seen but it's all over the map it's not just one spot so right now this is kind of like predating pilot stuff Okay. So it's gonna because it's gonna get confusing because I was looking at it, I was like, wait, where in the story are we? Yeah. Like the Dark Curse and Regina and all this stuff. Okay. Life, and thank your lucky stars, you still get something to go back to. Life. It's wretched. Then change it. You can't handle this. Wait, his wait. Co- his like outfit, his costume is amazing. I will do anything to it's get like, out of here. Anything. Made of scales and stuff. Anything? Do you know how to use that wand, Mr. Rumpelstiltskin? <laughs> He's so yes. proud to say his 26 letter name. Of <laughs> then help me. Well, if I do, and you can indeed shoulder the uh, consequences, then you'll owe me a favor. Layman, what do you want? Something precious. Anytime Rumpelstiltskin tries to make a deal. With this wish will come riches more than you know. I care nothing for riches. I'll give you anything you want. Just get me out of here. Now we're talking. How does it work? Fear not. My needs are small. And all you have to do (laughs) is sign on the dotted line. You're literally not going to ask. Do we have a deal? Yes. Yes, thank you. A deal for what, girl? You didn't even... No. Yeah, so right there is where she uh, signed C. So this is another situation where the girl thinks that she doesn't have to uphold her end of the contract, like Ariel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same deal. That's true. That is the same same. I issue. can't. I, I cannot have sympathy for this. Glass. Girl, those Every are plastic jellies. <laughs> Don't tell me. Harper glass. has those same shoes. <laughs> oh god! Be sure to watch the clock. You also signed your life away for like four hours. Yeah, right. For a party for one night. So, so thing number one here is that we are meant to believe that the story we know of Cinderella is that. In between, like, we know that the fairy godmother, like, did all this stuff and changed her. Well, they're, they're saying that that part was made up and that the fairy godmother really was, like, blown up by this imp who came in and did this weird in-between deal. And then Cinderella's story that we know of from this point forward is, this, is the real stuff that happened. But the reason why it happened, there was, like, an underlying thing that nobody knows about. Because nobody was there, as you can see. There was no witnesses. There was, you know, so they, like, changed the story to make it sound like the fairy godmother did all that. Based on true events. Ba- right. Um, so I've, thing number two is the lost reference that I was talking about. Who do you think this girl looks like? Let me get a good shot of her here. Especially in these rags. And the crazy hair is a little nutty, but like her face. Like, who does that look like to you? I don't know. Okay, so when I was watching this, I was like, this is giving me a lot of Shannon Rutherford vibes right now. You have to remember, I have not watched Lost since 2009. Okay, that's fair. I'm a little also obsessed with lust, and I, mean, I know there's some. I some want to rewatch it now, there. but I am a yeah. No, I need to rewatch <sighs> lust. So, 
Do you think we could possibly do two podcasts at once? That's too much. We have at no, least three podcasts. We have a together. lot going on. <laughs> but like, I want to do one so bad because that would be so fun. Let's just like, we should just do like three Once Upon a Time episodes a week so we can just bust through this show and then get to Lost. Because <laughs> I feel like we have so much fun. I might just rewatch it and then in two years when we're ready to do the podcast, we can, <laughs> I can rewatch it again. We can have we can have group party watch nights. Well, not on Disney Plus, but we can have like watch or just watch it for funsies. We don't have to record. We could also anyway. do that. We actually don't have to record it. How we crazy. We don't have to record <laughs> and, like, show other people. We're such, like, <laughs> we're, like, narcissists. We have to have people, like, fawn on us. On people have to listen to our funny commentary. Like. <laughs> or else, what's the point? We're influencers, damn it. Um, I was getting Shannon vibes from this. Uh, okay. Shannon is played by a uh, young actress, actress, Maggie Price, who I had a huge crush on while I was watching Lost. And so this girl, I was like, yo, that really looks like Shannon. Like, later Shannon, especially. Especially in, in all the rags and stuff when she wasn't what so are you gonna, What girl. are you going to do when the biggest Lost crossover happens in however many episodes? Which one? What? Belle? Oh, God. That whole era like, when of... are you... Are you going to be okay? Like... <laughs> I have some feelings about that, and they are not what you think they are. I can tell oh my you, right? God. They are not what you think they are. We will get there. I'm excited to get there, too, because there's a lot of arcs that cross over during that time. And yes. Um, but for now, I will pretend this is Maggie Price and that Shannon is really Cinderella. <laughs> That'll be my, <laughs> in my mind, they crossed over. So it's not really a what's in the hatch, but it's it's my version of it. All right, we're skipping this crap. All right, here we are. Back in Storybrooke. Oh, that's the first time that they established that little visual that the that the clock is on the library because yeah. the Storybrooke library sign was on top. You sure oh, red coat. Red coat. Sneaking around. If your mom is probably walking you to a school bus, I am more than happy to have that chat. You're brave. We'll need that for Operation Cobra. Another Speaking one. Of, Cobra. Is there any code names? Is it Cobra our code name? That's the mission. I mean, us. I need something to call you. Oh. Um, <laughs> so awkward. Well, he just, just defined the relationship. Call me Emma for now. <laughs> okay, well then, see you later, Emma. Th- that whole scene is not even going to pay off for several episodes. So I'm like, this could have been cut. We didn't need this. <laughs> also, this small-ass town needed a school bus. Right? To go where? Down the street? <laughs> and, like, how many kids live here? This feels very WandaVision-y. Where you're That's like, how many siren. people are actually in this town? <laughs> so hard to get your attention? Right, well, you got it. Are you arresting me again? I'm thanking you for your help finding that coma patient. We all owe you a debt of gratitude. Well, what do I get? A commendation? Key to the city? How about a job? I could use a deputy. Thank you, but I have a job. As a bail bonds um, person? That's very inappropriate much to be offering <laughs> somebody the job of deputy. Right. Here well, here's your chance to see it up close. There's dental. Why don't you think about it? I'll stay a while. So this would have marked the second or third time that Graham specifically told Emma to stay. They just deleted some of those scenes out, so it's not as impactful. But know that he's been pushing her to stay a lot. Ruby. Oh, Ruby. Ruby, Ruby. How was your walk with Henry? 
That's right, I know everything. Okay, they were walking in broad daylight on the main road. I don't think they were hiding it, you psychopath. I'm turning this into Regina self-congratulates. Like, Regina. (laughs) I know everything. (laughs) Okay. I love it. You don't? No. Because you no longer worry me, Miss Swan. You see, I did a little digging into who you are. And what I found out was quite soothing. It all comes down to the number seven. Seven. It's a number of addresses you've had in the last decade. Your longest stint anywhere was two years. Really, what did you enjoy so much about Tallahassee? I enjoyed, I enjoyed Lost. That's what I enjoyed. I know. With Miss Blanchard. How long is your lease? Oh, wait, you don't have one. <laughs> Sassy. And you don't have any. People don't change. They only fool themselves into believing they can. You don't know me. How many times is she going to bully her for being left on the side of the road? I mean, she's the evil queen, so. What's best for him? Perhaps consider a clean break. It's going to happen anyway. Also, is it not ultra suspicious that she keeps going? Like, I mean, you you should probably break up with him. So, you know, it's good for your own good. Like, ew. Like, that's so suspicious. Oh. How did you do that? Really? Ruby has an extra shirt for you, I'm sure. Don't worry, use this napkin for my bra. Yeah, we get to see some non-existent Jennifer... What's her name? <laughs> Goodwin. Goodwin. Get some, get some cleave okay? on ABC. The sheets, they're, uh, they're pink. Ha! They're Sorry, pink, bleach. like your stepsisters. Never mind. <laughs> oh. Last night, I felt contraction. Hold, please. They're pink. Have you tried bleach? She moves the sheet, and then Emma looks at her pregnant belly and goes, "Oh, what the fuck does that mean? Like, she's oh, cry- you can't okay. use bleach. You're pregnant. Like, no, what? because she's crying over sheets, and it's because she's pregnant. Oh, all right, that makes God, sense. you're such a guy. Yeah, okay, I'll take that one. <laughs> I'll take that one for the team, for the guy team. It's fair. <laughs> I also don't like the heavy-handed writing. Not heavy-handed. I mean, they're doing one-to-one fairy tale characters in the real world. So Jiminy Cricket has an umbrella. He's a therapist. You know, Mr. Gold, uh, Rumpelstiltskin turns into Mr. Gold. Uh, but, Cinderella but, doing laundry. Yeah, Ella's doing laundry in the back of the of the bed, bed and breakfast. <laughs> the diner. <laughs> in the diner that is also a hotel. Like it's, And she's just like, I'm a slave again. Like, I don't know. It just felt a little like, oh, okay. <laughs> also, can we talk about how costuming could make Rumpelstiltskin look like he does, but her pregnant belly looks like this? Oh, it's just a basketball. <laughs> that is... <laughs> Straight up under like a... <laughs> yeah, it's not great. <laughs> like, As an oh, ex-pregnant person, that's not it. No, no. Yeah, I could tell that. As a non-pregnant ability human, (laughs) I can tell that. And the doctor said that the baby could come any day now. So, that's great. By the way, I was rubbing this belly, her looking over and being like, oh, I get it, you're pregnant. And then her rubbing her belly and then going... (laughs) The very next line, this is, I need, I'm just going to record myself in a radio voice just doing just DJ exposition. 
this girl rubbing her belly and going, oh, the doctors said I had contractions and they say the baby could come any day now. And then she like looks at the audience and winks and goes, that means I'm nine months pregnant. Get it, guys? And then she just goes back to talking. <laughs> like that's all that line was, was just to tell us that she's like full, like full gonna term. have a baby. I'm like, oh, why did you have to write it like that? It's fine. <laughs> Set up. When the, when the baby comes. No one thinks that I can do this. Oh, we got the typical no one believes no one in the single mom like... trope. Okay, but you like don't have a choice at this Maybe point. Right. Screw them. You get the first bit of Emma wisdom Screw here. Them. How old are you? 19. I was 18. When you, when you had a kid? Yeah. I know what it's like. Everyone loves to tell you what you can and can't do, especially with a kid. But ultimately, whatever you're considering doing or giving up, the choice is yours. It's not exactly what you might think. <laughs> this basketball is hilarious. Tell you who you are your whole life. You just gotta punch back and say, "No, this is who I am." She's being really aggressive. Yeah, like really them. aggressive. You want to change things? You're gonna have to. I think she's crying over sheets. No you got her some slack. <laughs> Fairy godmothers, you're really gonna there say There are like no it. fairy godmothers in this world. Is what she, that's a little bit too much. Again, again. You could have chosen any phrases, but that's what you went with. Oof, okay. That's okay. That that I felt like that was like a third or fourth draft that needed one more rewrite, but it's it's cool, we get the point. This is also the second episode in a row where Emma is just wearing other people's shirts because her she's had a shirt problem. She's always just changing shirts. She spilled something on them or she doesn't have one. She's wearing Regina's clothes. Like, <laughs> can we just get her some wardrobe and stop using the same storyline where she's just changing clothes on, on camera? Right. <laughs> Hello. So here we have the first instance of Mr. Gold's pawnbroker sign for his shop that was the sign that they put in the streets of America at Hollywood Studios. And so is it still World. there? No, because the whole streets of America is Galaxy's Edge now. Oh, oh, okay. That's where Galaxy's Edge is. But that that's the sign that was on the street. Oh, okay. Yeah. I would love to know where this bitch got a brick from <laughs> to like. bust in this guy's like a full brick. What? And she's just All still these, carrying it. Oh my god! Yeah, these creepy dolls and things in his in his pawn shop. This looks like a Ashley. weird museum. Another. What are you doing? Listen to his accent falling out. By the way, his Scottish accent. Well, he's screaming in Scottish. You just can't tell. <laughs> Very exciting. She maced him. She took his keys, and now she's gonna steal whatever's in this safe. Um, throughout this whole episode, his Scottish accent dips, keeps dipping in and out, which is really funny. Now that I know what his normal voice is, it's so weird. But I don't enjoy these Saturday city council meetings. Sometimes they're just unavoidable. Now, <clears throat> you know the rules. Yes on homework, no on TV, and stay inside. Good boy. He knows them, but does he follow them ever? Absolutely not. In what circumstance do you leave this house? You mean don't see my mom? 
She's not your mother. She's just a woman passing through. Now do as I say, or there will be consequences. Ew, terrible I'll be parenting. Back in five sharp. Mm-hmm. Like I know everything she does as a parent is terrible, but like just do as I say is like the I worst think it's, parenting. It's really cool that you get what the evil queen would be as a modern mother. But like she's playing it, Lana Pri is playing it so perfectly. Of like, this is, this is not just another uh, like overbearing councilwoman type parent. No, this, this is, is what if, if the, the evil, evil queen, queen was a mom. Yeah, was like in 2011. Because you, you can see like she's trying to hold back the full-blown evil psychoness. But you can still see it kind of coming through with things like you said, like the like just do what I say kind of things is, is not to say that every parent, not to say that parents who say just do what I say are evil. <laughs> I say go to therapy if that's the case. But, but you know, I mean, listen, therapy is nothing to be ashamed of. And it's, it's nothing to be ashamed of. But if you think that that's good parenting, I really I really advise you to seek help. This now reminds me that this would be a perfect place for a sound effect I do not have, which is the more you know says sound. <laughs> With Isla and Mackie. <laughs> Anytime we impart personal wisdom, we will play the more you know. Just imagine that it's here and we'll move on and use it next week. <laughs> I got hit as a kid and I turned out fine. Okay. <laughs> oh, thanks. So that's all your stuff? What do you mean? Is the rest in storage? No, this is all of it. I'm not sentimental. Like, where did this stuff come from? Well, it. Right. Things easier when you have to you showed up here to bring him back, and then t- what has she been wearing for underwear? Oh, that's a good question. Details you're not supposed to think about. Okay, but did you buy right. a toothbrush? Just one here. I guess. Hi, my name is Mr. Gold. We met briefly on your arrival. I remember. Uh, I said your name really creepily uh, when I stood behind you in the hotel. Remember me? And he's like, <laughs> upon your arrival. Like, everybody's acting like she flew in here for vacation when she was literally just dropping this kid off. <laughs> right. Good. I have a proposition for you, Miss Swan. I, uh, I need your help. I'm looking for someone. Really? Um... You know what? I'm going to go jump in the bath. It's weird. <laughs> That's super weird. Jump. Okay. Snow being weird, <laughs> awkward. Oh my god! I um I left my vacuum on. <laughs> I'm gonna go jump out the window. <laughs> <laughs> I have a photo. Her name is Ashley Boyd. Here's some accent stuff. She's here. taken something quite valuable of mine. So why don't you just go to the police? Because uh, she's a confused young woman. She's pregnant, alone, scared. There, right there. Don't want to ruin this young girl's life. Oh, what? Hold on. You just turned into a whole different person. All of the lines before this are like what we know of Mr. Gold sounding like. And I don't, I don't want to ruin this young girl's life. Like, listen to, uh, for for those of you who need some comparison, David Tennant of Doctor Who fame is in reality he is from Scotland. Uh, he is the voice of Scrooge McDuck in the cartoon. Using his natural accent. So Scrooge McDuck Hold is on. Scottish. Oh, wait. Yes. I thought you meant Mr. Gold is Scrooge McDuck. And I no, was no, like, no, no, no. Well, where, where Mr. Gold is from, the guy who plays Scrooge McDuck is from the same place. So if you listen to him, imagine, li- listen to Mr. Gold. Do you know how hard say, that must be? Oh, yeah, it's, it's incredible. Like, linguistic stuff in TV shows blows my mind. How do you do that and hold it for a whole show? Honestly, people crazy. doing American accents... 
I give so much credit to because I don't know how to do it. Speaking of which, uh, as of today's date, which is the 24th, they just announced the new Spider-Man title. So they've been releasing all of these promos with Tom Holland and Zendaya and the Asian kid like like on Twitter and all these things. They released the video today and Tom Holland walks out of the room and starts speaking in his normal voice. And for us, for a whole minute, I was like, what? What? That's so weird that that's his voice. Like, we're so used to him as Spider-Man. What is he? Tom Holland is super British, super British. Oh yeah, go! Look, I'll send you that video when we're done recording because you're gonna laugh real hard when you hear what he really sounds like. It's ridiculous. oh my god, he's a One Direction boy. Yeah, legit, it's crazy. So anyway, listen to Mr. Gold as Scrooge McDuck. You ready for this? Okay, here you go. She's a confused young woman. Almost pregnant. Almost alone and scared. Right there. I don't want to ruin this young girl's life. <laughs> what? I just want property returned. <laughs> what is it? The magically delicious. Yeah, <laughs> like well, that's Irish, but that's okay. <laughs> Along the same lines, okay. I mean, he's—it's the same island, so yeah, I guess. Yeah, you know. <laughs> well, one of the advantages of you not being a discretion. The potato people are gonna come for me for that one. Yep. Just here last. Last night. That's, that's how I got this. So unlike her. She's quite wound up, rambling on and on about changing her life. No idea what got into her. You did, Emma. Miss Swan. Yeah. Please help me find her. Not all other choice is the police. I don't think anyone wants to see that baby born in jail now, do they? Okay, that's super dramatic. Yeah. I will help her. Grant. Hey, Emma. Grand. Hey, Henry. How are you? Okay. <laughs> good. Okay. Give my regards to your mother. And, um, good luck this one. So we just, I kind of wonder how many people watched this show and didn't realize because how heavy his makeup was and the first few times we saw him was heavily in the shadow that Rumpelstiltskin and Mr. Gold are the same person. Like, in this scene. You know what I mean? Like, we've already seen it a few times, I guess. Because when we first introduced him, Mr. Gold was at the end of the pilot. and they. Tr- but, like, I guess if you're watching it on TV, you could potentially miss that. You know what I mean? Yeah. If it happens quickly, you're just like, oh, I'm introduced to a new character. A lot of things are hitting you. You're trying to, you're trying to like, make sense of all this information. You might miss it. And how many people would, like, is this the episode where, like, more than halfway through the episode, they it like clicks that it's him. Yeah. Because if you didn't notice that, like, or if you did know, already make that connection in this scene, you can see like how crazy manipulative he is. Like you've already yeah. seen him in the first scene, making all these deals and being really like coy. And then you see him come in here and you know that he asked for Ella's baby in the, in the, in the forest. And now that we're in this world, he shows a picture of the storybook version of Ella in Ashley Boyd and says, we already know that she's pregnant and then says, oh, she's missing. I really need to find her. And he's being so sincere, old guy, just like, oh, I just I don't know what got into her. She's really not like this, like very friendly. Like he clearly has some relationship with her as what yeah. he made it sound like. But how well he played, no angles, just played. I'm really sincerely concerned about her is scary, manipulative and scary good. 
Like the way that he, especially when once we see him in some later scenes of like once that starts to unravel, but this scene was totally He's a real believable. bad guy, yeah. Like he was, like he acted it so well, which is, I don't know, maybe why he did the weird Scottish accent in the middle of it to throw her off or whatever. <laughs> do you know who that is? Yeah, of course I do. Who? Because I'm still trying to figure it out. That line <laughs> is why I'm wondering if they were really trying to like spoon feed the audience and be like, you get, it's like a nudge, like you get it, right? <laughs> Like, they made a character say, I don't know who that is. Like, that's weird, right? I know. Oh. And it's suspicious. In I don't reality. Know. Is that all you brought? Henry, what are you doing here? My mom's gone to fly, but I thought we could hang out. Oh, kid, I wish I could, but there's something I gotta do. Please let me help. No, no, it could be dangerous. Blue Joe. <laughs> weird. Cool. This isn't a game. She's desperate. How do you know? Because I know. Well, then, let's find her. Oh, no, 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 no. There is no let's. So we're at uh, 1446. If any of you, like, weird tech film nerds are interested, there's a little bit of CGI that's going on here with some reflections. Uh, I don't know if you can see. There's a big, giant crane in the background sticking out of her head (laughs) right now on this paused frame. Uh, And apparently it was reflecting off some stuff. So they were trying to like get things out. If you look at the hood of the car, these shots over the shoulder shots, like right now they're shooting over Henry's shoulder. When they go back and forth between her and him, the reflection on the car, like those were at slightly different times. You can see some of the green screening and and like removal that that they do. It's kind of vibrating. Then I'll look for her myself. Then I'll find you and I'll bring you back. Right there. Be helping the maid. Yeah, see it? I am just trying to be responsible here. And right I'm there. Trying to spend time with you. Oh, I do see it. Oh, that is really not fair. So, the maid, what's your story? Okay. Who uses the word maid in modern yeah. time? The maid? That's yeah, that's weird. Cleaning lady, perhaps. Maid? A little strange. Um, so now we're in a flashback where Cinderella is in a wedding dress. This is now Cinderella's wedding night. So they're at the castle. So the ball has already happened. They've already fallen in love. Obviously, some time has passed. And the fireworks are for the wedding. So now we are after the the moments that we saw in the pilot of Snow and Charming get married. Sometime after that, before the curse. Yes. Okay. What's wrong? Nothing. Every year when I was growing up, I used to watch these fireworks from afar. And I knew what they meant. Something special was happening at the palace. Now they're for me. For our wedding. By the way, if anyone cares, Jesse Schramm is the person who's playing Ella. Uh, another one whose character actually been in like Law and Order and CSI and like random as, as like a cutesy blonde girl. <laughs> Happy Here. Here they are, Snow and Charming, post marriage, are now congratulating them on another kingdom in the in the realm of people getting married. You know. My dear Ella. We're thrilled to have you join our family. And I 
hope our family will soon be growing. So this is the king talking. Ew. Who is Thomas's dad. I hate when people smell like that. No, no. I know. The pressure to get to, like, I hope the family's going to be growing like, soon. Like, my grandbaby. Yeah, like. Congratulations, Ella. You two are going to be very happy. Why, thank you, James. Okay, here's something else that's weird. Here's something else that's weird. Did we establish that Prince Charming is Cinderella's prince? Because if so, Prince Charming just meant Prince Charming, who is actually Prince Florian, meaning Prince Charming, right? They're both in the same place right now. I hate that. Right? I thought about that while I was watching this. I was like, if, if I was right, and Prince Charming is actually Cinderella's prince... And this Snow White's prince is I'm Prince Florian, you. but we call him Prince Charming, then Prince Charming and Prince Charming just met. So that's going to blow your mind for They're a while. They're actually <laughs> friends. They didn't just meet. They're friends. Yeah, yeah. They, like, know them. Yeah, I, w- I would assume that in this place... It's like, like Charming the two, Squared. The, <laughs> that the princes would know each other because they're royalty, so why wouldn't all the royals know each other? But, right. like, yeah, it's weird. It's weird. Thank you, Next, by the Vitamin String Quartet plays in the background. (laughs) Just like Bridgerton. Yep, that would be amazing. They replaced this Ariana Grande String Quartet. Do you realize what inspiration you are to everyone? All I did was get married. All you did was show that anyone can change her life. Yeah, we totally hated you when you were... Ugly and poor, but now you're rich and pretty, and we accept you and we love that. (laughs) That was was excellent translation, Isla. I appreciate that. I just wanted to make sure you were happy with your end of the bargain. You know, true love, riches, happy endings. Did you get. Look at her face. She's confused. Like he wouldn't come for his end of the deal. Right, yep. He's not a villain. I hate this stuff. The ring? No, no, dear. Keep your baubles. What I want is something you don't yet possess. It's something I know. She also showed up and has to do this weird dance with her because everyone's doing the ball dance. (laughs) Which is even creepier. And, like, I know we're set up to be like, how dare he want her firstborn child? I mean, you she did, did sign not... an open-ended contract yeah. to say you can have anything you want. You didn't come up with just any because stipulations. because I want to go to a party. So, like, is it weird that he wants her kid? Yes. But is it completely out of the realm of possibility? I thought no. you were hunting. And you're not going to tell your husband? So we came back early. Right. Are we going somewhere? Not starting the marriage off very great. You're going somewhere. Something's happened. What? I'm pregnant. Ella, that's wonderful. Why are you upset? I appreciate that they didn't have her turn to him and say, I'm pregnant, and because she's crying, he didn't automatically go to the you cheated place. I could. <laughs> when I saw that scene, so I was a little bit nail-biting, because I was like, oh no, please don't do not do that. And they didn't. I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> I mean, for a, for a fairy tale soap opera, wouldn't that be appropriate? Right? That would be that good. Moment, be that like, would actually be a nice little plot twist. Like, is it mine? I don't know. <laughs> this is what we wanted. Be like, it's Rumpelstiltskin. <laughs> when we met that night at the ball, it wasn't my fairy godmother who sent me. It's Rumpelstiltskin. I made a deal with him for this life. I was stupid. I didn't understand the price of magic. 
So I promised him something. What did you promise him? Also, it's the not way obvious. That <laughs> the way that that came out too. Uh, she just dropped his name like he was supposed to know who he was. He didn't say who the hell is that, which means he knows who Rumpelstiltskin is. Yeah. Which means Rumpel at this time, Rumpelstiltskin was already known as a person to be like mischievous and like not right. Then why didn't anybody have say a anything at the wedding? Him? Like right? Like just I was just up. gonna say that. Like why was nobody like? Oh my god, what are you doing here? This like, is like oh my god. Bed. Point. It's Rumpelstiltskin. Nobody yeah. said anything. So yeah, there's some puddle. <laughs> tricked me. I thought that he would want a gold. Or he didn't trick you. No, you didn't read. <laughs> You're stupid. Oh, baby. <laughs> oh, God, this. You know, I'm going to lose it all. My, <laughs> my life. You. This is very melodramatic. This is also... No, but this is a valid divorce. Like... Oh, yeah, of course. I don't care what that imp said. Magic may have brought us together, but it didn't create this love. But I made a deal. Questionable. <laughs> I can't break that. He's too powerful. He is the kind of wholesome I wish Charming was. He doesn't make, make you want to throw up. <laughs> oh, he I thought he was going to say we make another baby. I was like, yeah, give that one up. So another. <laughs> Okay, guys, come back next week when Isla and I rewrite the script to these episodes to it's what fine. we think should happen. Don't worry, Isla, we'll just have another. We can always make another baby. And then, like, weird, like, wah-wah, 70s porn music Bow, starts playing. Wah-wah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I love this show. <laughs> uh, that would mean he was involved with her at all, which he isn't. He left her in the lurch right after they found out they were expecting. Carl, you are That's barely wearing clothes. <laughs> like I said. Hey, 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 Billy! Be careful! You almost shattered my wolf thing, Billy. It's good luck. I'm sorry, Ruby, but look, it's fine. Um. So the writers wanted us to pay attention to the fact that she had a wolf charm on her car. So someone in the writer's room raised her hand and say, we'll have her say, you almost broke my wolf thing. Wolf thing. What? Okay, so you already made this girl a, like, insane A slut. bimbo. Like a total, like, classic caricature of a bimbo. And then make her talk like an idiot. I have a problem with that kind of writing. It's I really it. annoying. But, My wolf thing. If it's special uh, to you, you wouldn't call it your wolf thing. <laughs> Jeez. I, it's always a... <sighs> the only thing they were missing from Ruby's character was giving her Fran Fine's accent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like rolling up her fucking her like sleeve and putting cigarettes Mr. in it. Mr. Shafiam. Oh god. Also, the nanny is amazing, and I love uh, it's honestly here. the best Nick and Night show that has ever come from Nickelodeon. Agreed. Agreed. Thank you. I'm glad we agree on this. As if yeah. we were not going I to know, agree. I know. We that. disagree on so many things. <laughs> so many. Ruby, what about her family? Oh. Um, she's got a stepmom and two stepsisters that she doesn't talk to. Wait, stepmom, stepsisters, and she's a maid? Henry, not now. Henry, why is it taking you so long to figure this out? Like, you haven't lived in this town for ten years and you're obsessed with this fairy tale story. She's trying. Right. Taking night classes, trying to better herself, trying to get her life together. Can you understand that? I think so. 
Then maybe you should just stay out of it. She's been through enough already. I've been through it too, Ruby, and I can't help her. Then try your ex. Where can I find him? He lives with his dad. She's got full-on thick cat wing eyeliner on both top and bottom of both her eyes. It's Watch thick, your mouth. Though. Listen, your wings have always been perfect and very tasteful. This girl is not carrying the legacy, okay? She looks like fucking Elvira. This is too much. <laughs> it is a lot. It's they over the top. And then this whole storyline about like, she's 19, which I get. She's trying, she's taking night classes and she wants to have the baby. It's, it's very soap opera, right? They're like, she wants to keep the baby. She's trying to be a mom. Don't shame her for wanting to be a mom. Very telenovela. Which I guess in 2011 isn't as cringy as watching that in 2021. I'm like, you wouldn't even talk like this now. Yeah. Like, that's not even, but I guess times change, so it's fine. Can I help you? Sean Herman? Yeah. Who are you? I'm Emma Swan. I'm... I'm looking for Ashley Boyd. She's in trouble. Just thought maybe she came to see you. My son doesn't have anything to do with that girl anymore. <laughs> Can we just for a second look at his outfit? He's wearing, like, shitty dad clothes. Like He, he, he looks I mean, like preppy. the principal from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yes, he does. That outfit, I think he actually wore. He in does, that movie. He's, he's got like this sweater jacket with his shirt and tie. I he don't know what like, his name is. The dad from Beetlejuice. Like, what is, who is he? Who is this guy? No, like uh, the guy that plays that guy from Beetlejuice and Ferris Bueller's Day Off. But he looks just like him. Oh, I forgot. This fit. He would wear this yes. fit. He would wear this fit for sure. Yeah. It's like a cardigan, sort of, but not really. Cable knit cardigan zip up. Yeah. I don't yeah. know how to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he looks like he looks like he went to an Ivy League school and he's mad at his kid for being a fuck up. And, it and a just, typical board boy parent who's just like, we're going to let this girl fend for herself. My son's not going to take responsibility. We're going to throw money at the problem and pay off somebody to get rid of her. It's just oh, it's just very Gross. entitled. Yeah. And, and uh, kudos to who is this? Who is this uh, actor? Because he's playing it so well. <laughs> Ted Whittall is his name uh he's also another character actor who's been in a bajillion things like uh, la femme nikita with maggie cues is is his biggest thing are you afraid of the dark oh okay Hmm. all right uh he's been in the l word recurring characters smallville beauty and the beast a lot of little things he plays fbi guys he's got a very square jaw very manly man but it's like it's it's typical you know like i don't know i got weird vibes off him as soon as he came in i was like ugh, this just feels grimy Whatever trouble she's in, I am sorry for, but there's nothing we can do to help you. You're the reason you broke up with her. Absolutely. I'm not going to let my son throw away his entire life over a mistake. Just that line. In in the mouth of any of these, like... Death. Overbearing dad characters, it's... Like, that's it right there. I'm not going to let my son throw his life away for that whore. Yeah. Mm. (laughs) Told him to leave her? Well, what are they going to do? Raise the child in the backseat of a car? Some people only have the backseat of a car. They're to be pitied. I'm not letting that happen to my son. Dad, maybe we should help her look. It's a waste, Sean. Sean, if you want to come, come. Stop letting other people make decisions for you. Ashley runs away with this baby. She's going to be in some serious trouble. She's running away with the baby? Yes. Sean, <laughs> inside. You mean she's not running away and leaving the baby behind? Sean, you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Keanu Reeves could have played this character. 
Look, believe me, if I knew where she was, I would tell you. I went to a lot of trouble to get her that deal. Deal? What are you talking about? You don't know. Every time someone says deal. Ashley agrees to give up the child, and she's being paid very well to do so. She sold the baby? Oh, you make it sound so crass. I found someone who's going to find that child a good and proper home. And who are you to judge whether Ashley is capable of providing that? Look at her. She's a teenager. She's never shown any evidence of being responsible. How could she possibly know how to be a mother? Maybe she's changing her life. You don't, like, take a class. (laughs) This isn't something you apply for. Right. Someone who's going to see to it that everybody's happy. Mr. Cole. Well, isn't that why you were hired? To bring him the baby? Like, that's normal. Like, wait a second. Like, this is normal. Yeah. Yeah. It it is a little She does not want to give up the baby, but he, somebody was hired to steal it. <laughs> In on the black market? In maybe? Maine? In Storybrook, Maine? <laughs> Nobody's questioning that. Oh man. Yeah, there's some Yeah. That's I feel like we should get that too. <laughs> that's kind of an issue. We'll, we're we'll, done here suspension of disbelief we'll uh, we'll pretend like that's normal behavior <laughs> we are okay. letting a lot slide we really are we really are make your double cash gold no one's ever broken a deal with him so i'm supposed to believe that you still don't know who mr gold is but no one's ever broken a deal with like uh <laughs> again this is the same kid who's like oh my god maid stepsister <laughs> so but he drove to Boston or got found his way to Boston to find you because he saw your name scribbled on a blanket in a picture of a book <laughs> it's like oh jeez happy to be the first if Ashley wants to have this baby she should have it anyone who wants to be a mother should damn well be allowed to be one <laughs> Henry that doesn't mean she wanted to be your mother she yeah, didn't that was, that she made not. that decision so there's a scene uh, where she's talking to Ashley the whole time and Henry's in the backseat staring at this whole conversation because they wanted us as the viewer to be like, she's talking about Henry, eh, everybody? It's really bad. <laughs> Can't wait for that. <laughs> why didn't you tell me she sold the baby? Because I didn't think it was important. Really? Considering <laughs> why she's running away? Look, Ashley's my friend. I don't like the idea of people judging her. Also, you fell for it, so. <laughs> you wolf thing. Thingy. Ruby, where's your car? Why is she you allowed to wear this? To find her. You sent me there to give her a head start. I'm still hung up on that. I'm only trying to help yes, her. Yes, so am I. Ashley's in more trouble than you know, Ruby. Where is she? And I just realized pigtails. <laughs> she looks like much. Amy Winehouse. She does with the. She's got a red head. This one on exact. Too. This like, little freeze, freeze frame, frame looks like along. Amy Winehouse. This is twenty three fifty three episode four. Amy Winehouse playing Ruby. <laughs> she, don't make her deal with gold without me. I can't talk in front of him. He's the mayor's kid. Hey, I'm on your side. Henry. I like how she still has standards of like I'm not snitching in front of the mayor's Henry, kid. <laughs> So please listen to me. Seriously. She's not going to tell me anything if you're around. Okay. Thank you. See the monster scar on that kid's face just now? (laughs) 
I just realized that. She left town. Said she was going to try Boston. Thought she could disappear there. How long ago did she leave? About half an hour. So Boston is four hours away. She left half an hour ago, and she's still not out of city limits. How big is this town? I'm so confused. She drove for a half hour, and she's still in Storybrooke? What'd she tell you? Henry, what the hell? Henry, why couldn't I see you in my tall, small Volkswagen Bob? Yeah, my tiny. (laughs) She can't read. Bad things happen to anyone. That seemingly had my entire life packed in it. Curse. (laughs) We have to stop her before she gets hurt. We're wasting time. If you drop me off, you'll never catch up to her. Henry. And then Mr. Gold will call the police and he'll have her sent to jail. (laughs) Kids who start to, like, anxiously ramble like this and not listen to people telling them to slow down makes me so anxious. Like... They just ask, keep escalating and keep escalating, and then like, and then she'll get sent to space and, then, and she'll and then, die. Uh, <laughs> no, Calm wait. Down. Take it easy. Wait. And his little tiny squeaky kid voice too. It just it goes right into my bones. <laughs> Buckle up, Ashley. What did you get yourself into? She's once again like kidnapping. Yes, for like the fourth time. Why are we down here? Okay, now. Now, this flashback, now we're in a flashback, we're in the mining caves that the seven dwarfs built. This timeline is really weird because we've already established that after the wedding, after Snow and Prince's wedding, Regina, in episode two, Regina goes to Maleficent, the curse, gets the curse, the curse fails... And then Henry, her dad, says, you have to go back to the person that you got the curse from. Regina goes to Rumpelstiltskin, who is in a prison. What we're watching right now, them going, this this cave is the same cave that he's going to be imprisoned in. This is how he gets imprisoned. So it's weird because this takes place after Snow and Prince's wedding, but before Regina comes to visit him in the prison because he's not there yet. So first, they get married, then Cinderella and this guy get married, then this scene we're watching happens, and then sometime after that, when he's in the prison, both Regina and Snow and Charming come to visit him in this prison. But this is, the first time we saw Rumpelstiltskin in that prison, this is how he gets there. It's also a huge period of time for Regina to have to, like do out this plan like she really delayed this process that's what i'm saying is the timing is the chronology is really weird because they make it seem like she goes to the wedding she goes back to the castle she immediately goes down into the prison and sees rumpelstiltskin that day or the next day but right like it seems like the curse of, happened within like you know like a week or two but right. realistically it was like over 18 months because there were two pregnancies that there were two pre- happened and, the and completed two, and maybe a little less if the pregnancies were overlapping but still right. it's, but it's like, close yeah we're working on a year and a half here it's a long time so i'm looking at the event chronology on the wiki page and it says the scene where cinderella tells thomas that she's pregnant which was the last flashback we just watched takes place several months before the casting of the dark curse in Pilot. Yeah, there's like at least two years of space where people were just kind of hanging around wondering if the Evil Queen was going to cast the spell. Yeah. That's wild. 
You guys couldn't come up with a plan to stop this within that two years? Yeah, like... Regina, it it took you that long to come up with the curse. Like, all around, you guys are taking way too long. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this is so... Yeah. Uh, And then the next episode that we're going to watch after this one... um, falls in between snowfalls and this one so it's mm-hmm. there's there's a lot of really weird timing things in it so you're supposed to just basically take the bullet points and just roll with it <laughs> anyway this scene is how answers the question of how Rumpelstiltskin got in the prison that we see him in, in the first two episodes we need a place to keep him Rumpelstiltskin is the most dangerous man in all the realms he needs his own special prison Oh, now you know who Rumpelstiltskin is. Okay. <laughs> all of a sudden. So we converted the mines to holding. But how will we get him here? He's eluded all forever. His strength is also his weakness. His deals. He can't resist making them, and we already know who he wants to deal with next. Drink. <laughs> we sent word with one of Snow's bluebirds. He's accepted a meeting with him. But he was drunk, so he got lost on the way there. <laughs> You're going to tell him that Doc heard something with his stethoscope. Two heartbeats. You're going to tell him it's twins. I'm also supposed to believe that Rumpelstiltskin, the most dangerous creature in all the land, can't tell that you just made this story up about having twins. Right. He's got the most powerful magic in your entire realm, but he can't tell that you're lying about having a whole entire another baby. Okay. <laughs> Fine. I'll go with it. Once both, which he will, you propose a new deal. Grumpy. Quill, I don't understand. The blue fairy cast a spell on it. Whoever signs with this will be frozen. Their magic made impotent. All you must do is get him to sign the contract. And their penis will get really, really small. (laughs) (laughs) And like, why would he want both? That doesn't make sense. That doesn't line up with the deal. So see, that's being greedy. So he he said, if he wants both, and he will, will he? (laughs) Do we even know why he wanted the first one? And really, the only reason why they even wrote that in is because in the original folklore of Rumpelstiltskin, that was his thing in the story, is that he wanted a child. Yeah. Um, So that was just like a nod to the story. And then they went real hard on like weaving that into his thing. He loves babies. He needs babies. (laughs) Yeah, that's Rumpelstiltskin's thing, is taking your firstborn. But like him demanding twins doesn't make sense because firstborn one of the twins is firstborn even if they are twins you know what i mean like it's a loose interpretation of the writings let's say legality wise right right isn't that what's causing these problems to begin with what if this magic also has a price that one gets too Also, how do you know that it's only one baby? What doctor is telling you that there's only one yep, baby back in right. these times? Wouldn't it be funny if they were like, we lied about having twins, but oh my God, she's actually having twins because we right. don't know anything about medicine. Like, I just think about Bridgerton when that, whatever the, oh, oh no, yeah. I can't even think of her name right now, who was pregnant when they're just like. The maid, the, oh, the housemaid. I didn't get my period for the past two months. Maybe I'm having a baby and everybody's like. You can have a baby without being married, and then there's this like whole dramatic scene. Where they're like, How does one come with child? Eloise is like, but she's not married, stupid. <laughs> You're like, yeah, we need to like. Talk. I cannot think about. I could not stop thinking about like how this happened. Like, what did you do? What doctor's appointments did you go to? How do you know everything's okay? You don't. You just like kind in, of... in medieval times. Yeah. Just like yeah. How do how do babies? Ever how do you healthy? know you only have what happened? 
what happened with the people that had multiple children? Like, oh my God, you're done, you're done having your baby. <laughs> Wait, hold on. You feel something else? It's another baby. It's like, a you whole just had twins. Baby. Like, yeah. I would just ask to end it all. Like, <laughs> hit me with you're a like, rock. I'm not doing that again. You can just. <laughs> I'm good. Oh, man. It's like when That's people true. argue with. I had this one girl argue completely off topic. We're doing another mini episode, guys, right now. Oh, my God. Let's go. Um, when this one girl would argue with me about breastfeeding versus formula. And I was like, I'm just going to do whatever I need to do. Like, I'm not going to make a like solid decision about it. And she goes, well, like, what did people do, like, before formula? And I was like, the baby died. That's what happened. <laughs> if the Like, I don't know what you're talking That's about. They That's died. why they, they came up with it. Like, babies were dying because they couldn't breastfeed i don't this is the stupidest thing you've ever said i never want to talk to you again oh, great argument susan go away like, <laughs> so that's my what take on do? um pregnancy not in modern times i don't know how it worked <laughs> we did it i need to get good uh background music for us to play when we go tangents just like television music. Sound. A yeah, mini sound. So now we're seeing the prison from the first episode empty. She looks like Britney Snow. She also That's looks why like she Snow. looks so familiar. Yeah. And she looks yeah. like, yeah, um, the other girl from Pitch Perfect. Uh, Anna Kendrick? No. I mean, Britney Snow is from, oh, oh, oh the lead girl. Yes. Yes. Yes, yes. Skyler's girlfriend. Yes, her. Be safe. She does, yeah. I can do this, Ella. <laughs> oh, now y'all are calling me Ella. I get it. Okay. <laughs> when you need me to do something for you, it's Let's Ella. They're still driving. How, wh where are the, the city limits on this place? I told you. It's your car. Ready for this? Have a drink when you see that storybook sign, because they're going to show it a whole lot. Ashley? My baby. It's coming. Every time I heard that, all I could hear was stupid Claire just saying, My baby! And lost over and over and over again. In every scene, I I can't I can't handle it. <laughs> I heard that and I immediately got PTSD <laughs> like right away. <laughs> oh my god! Ooh. I'm so excited to watch Lost with you. I'm going to say it again because very exciting. <laughs> Is the baby really coming? Oh yeah. Don't worry, the hospital isn't that far. No, 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 no. Take me to Boston. I can't go back. Oh, no, we don't have four hours. Don't Just have four hours. I, I can't go back there. There are other cities and towns in between Bar Harbor, Maine, and Boston that you could have given birth to. Right, just, anywhere? Like you this is just Boston. Doesn't need to be Boston. Also, I can tell you, you can throw a dart to any place in the country, and I can promise you there's a hospital and city within four-hour drive right. of wherever you are. You don't have to go to, like... The I don't know what's in weird. Boston that you need to... Okay. 
Because it's the nearest landmark that they can give geography to, to Storybrooke. Oh, my God. But why did they make it four hours away? It's still weird. Because they didn't want it to be in Lowell. Like, I don't know what they're... <laughs> I, don't, I don't get it. We could have been somewhere cool like Salem. Salem, right. Yeah. Are you sure? Because I wasn't. You weren't? Nope. If you want to give this kid its best chance, it's going to be with someone who's ready. So know what that means. So this is the scene they just keep showing these shots of Henry staring at them have this whole conversation super awkward <laughs> your whole life is gonna change and once you decide that it's yours this running away can't happen you have to grow up you can't ever leave understand and realistically baby Henry actor Henry probably has no idea what's going on he's like this is no. way too deep of a conversation for me so I love like my idea of inside baseball here is like imagining that the director was like, okay, so here's what you're going to do. You're going to be back back in the car. They're going to be saying their lines. And what I want you to do is I just want you to keep looking back and forth between the two of yeah, them. Yeah, like, and just this look does not mean anything to him. And we're just going to focus on, like, Emma, and then Henry, and then Emma, and then Henry. And just keep looking back and forth like he's a genius. I'm like, ugh. Well, well, well. You're starting the show. I love his Rumpelstiltskin voice. It's my favorite. A little bird told me you wanted to speak. <laughs> A drunk bluebird came up to me. <laughs> it was weird. And like, why would she want to talk to you like if she was having twins? Yeah, it makes sense. what I do. I think you want to. I'm having twins. Is that so? Ooh. <laughs> oh my wow. god. Super creeped out. You would want. Give up, Bo? Why is that, I wonder? My husband, he's. He's having a hard time. Our kingdom is poor. We're losing money, our crops are dying. We can't support ourselves or our people. And you would trade your other child for comfort? I can always have more children, but I can't make crops grow where the soil is dead. In exchange for our other child, we will see to it that our land is once again fertile. I think it's more than fair. Yes! (laughs) Why? Okay, then she rolls up with this contract... Is this supposed to be the contract that she signed? Because it's a new contract that he's going to sign. So he did the same thing that she did, where he just rolls up to this contract and didn't read any of it. <laughs> so I'm like... And, like, you think that she would trade two babies for soil? For, like, carrots. <laughs> for ground. For dirt. She's like, I can always have more stupid You kids. can rotate <laughs> crops. That's a thing. Um, you're right. And you're going to trade your children for... Okay. I'm not judging, I'm just saying. <laughs> no no judgment zone. If what you're saying is true. It is. And all you have to do is sign on the document. He read like four words in that contract just now. <laughs> what a lovely quill. Whatever did you get it? 
secrets from our castle. Like, they could have made it a less obvious, you know, the only way like, quill, like, this, like, bright red, bright beautiful, red, yeah. like, not weird at all. I got it off these super bright red chickens we have in our castle. I got it from like, the Dollar really? Tree, actually. Um, <laughs> I'm not trying to stop you. Of course you're not. Because as we all know, all magic comes with a price. If you were to use it to say, imprison me, then you're dead to me with only grow. Okay, so he's being super creepy about very clearly laying out their entire Knows that this is a trap. But that's my question, is... Spoilers for the next, for 10 seconds from now. He signs it anyway. Right! So... So if he signs it anyway, and I don't remember, maybe we find out in, in a future episode that that's where he wanted to be. He wanted to be in prison so that people would visit him and he would feed them all these weird little nuggets or he needed Regina to like he needed Regina to come to him and need something so that he could have a, a favor from Regina. And the only way to do that was to get into jail. And he's just fucking with them in the meantime. But like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, this is a lot. They're, they're playing it up like he knows the mm-hmm. plan and would here be clearly able to foil it to just be like oh i, I figured you guys i brought out. my own pen but then, right exactly or something like that right but then he does it anyway so from a writing perspective as a as a as a viewer i'm like i don't know what you're trying to tell me are you trying to tell me that he's dumb or you're trying to tell me that he's really smart but didn't figure it out like is this coincidence like i don't know what you're trying to <laughs> like what information are you trying to give me here <laughs> i don't know you know right it's weird Sure, you're happy with this new arrangement. <laughs> His little giggles and stuff, he's such a good actor. So it shall be. It's because if he knew he was going to get in prison, that's what he wanted. He yeah. didn't care about reading the contract. Because I right. don't believe a guy like Rumpelstiltskin wouldn't read every contract that comes in front of him. You know what I mean? No one breaks deals with me, dearie. <laughs> Deary deserves a drink. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> no matter where you are, no matter what land you find yourself in, I assure you, I will have you, baby. So, like he just said, no matter what realm, no matter what you know, land you find yourself in, like it's like he knows. Well, this okay, is all so a part of the plan. By this time, I guess we could maybe presume that he's already given the curse to Regina and Regina lost it to Maleficent. So if he knows that he's given the curse to Regina, it's only a matter of time before she uses it. And if she uses it, they'll end up in a new land because he knows that's what the curse would do. Right. But he knows he can make a deal. So like. Right. So he's just he's promising no matter what. There. Yeah. Rumpelstiltskin has always been about the long game because he's immortal yeah. and he lives forever. So he he is patient. And we we know that from his actual character from the folklore. And in this show, they'll they'll show later that he's he will wait a century for something to pay off. He's very yeah. patient in that way. So I could see that happening. It just wasn't clear how this whole imprisonment thing went. It was strange. And I don't think they ever explicitly say, like, prison is where I wanted to be because I needed to manipulate all these other things. They just kind of glossed over it, went to another thing, which is, in classic Lost form, they just threw shit away when they wanted to. They were just like, let's forget about this. Right, and like, in their defense, in normal TV watchers' eyes, that's totally fine, but we're dissecting every single thing that we do. So, like, 
I mean, now we're questioning it. This is the, this is the writers of the most controversial sci-fi show that may have ever ended up on television. So I feel like it deserves the same kind of dissection that Lost had because they tried. To, listen, these guys are the ones weaving this this really complex right. narrative here. So and I'm then they just got like, mad when people tried to unravel it, and we were right. like, I'm "We like, have questions." Y'all, you guys literally tied crossovers that nobody needed. Yeah, <laughs> together. They were like, let's have, you know, El- Elsa and Anna and Cruella de Vil in the same space. Like, what the- why? <laughs> Nobody needed that. You're different. What's that? You're the only one who can do it. Break the curse? Yes, I know you keep telling me that. No. Leave. You're the only one who can leave Storybrooke. You left and came and found me in Boston. But I came back. I'm ten. I had no choice. But <laughs> no, you don't have to be a dick. To go. <laughs> I'm ten, lady. Anyone except me. You're the savior. You can do whatever you want. You can go. Miss Swan, baby is a healthy six-pound girl, and the mother is doing fine. What lovely news. I just yeah. imagined how long was he standing behind the wall, <gasps> just standing there hiding, waiting for the nurse to come out so he can so he can have that entrance. <laughs> like that's amazing. Again, patient man. Also, but. um, doctor patient confidentiality, why are you coming out and telling her that the mom and the baby are healthy and it's a girl and it's six pounds? Like mm. Yeah, in the middle of the like yelling in the middle of the waiting room. That's not your information at all. Thank you. No, that's weird. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for bringing me my merchandise. Oh my so god. Com- Child services. Hello. <laughs> he just said merchandise? Um so compared to the first scene. You see how much creepier he sounds? Like, he acted it so well. Right. I told you we would. I'm so afraid. I was so afraid that we'd fail, that... that I'd have to go back to that life, that... that terrible life I was... Wait, hold on. You were nervous about going back to being poor? Not... Right. Losing your baby. But now all of Hold on. All, all of a sudden she's like, I don't want to lose the baby. I mean and you. I mean and my money, but like also you guys. <laughs> but nothing would have changed. As long as I'm alive, you will never go back to that life. <clears throat> no. How is our little Alexandra? Oh. Alexandra? Did I not mention that I picked out a name? Oh, <laughs> rude! Like you did like on your own. Okay, I'm sorry. Men. What? You really know nothing. <laughs> Ella, what is it? Oh, it's it's the baby. Something's wrong. No, no, it can't be. It's too soon. It must be the stress, the excitement. Oh, I'm dizzy. Sit, sit. Oh, I'll go get you water. Also, a little bit of time stuff. He, when he just met her just now, he said, "You're starting to show." When we get to the new land, she's nine months and popping. Hmm. So, so we don't know how, like, we keep saying, this is another thing, too. Like, Henry's 10 and and Regina got Henry when he was a baby. And if she was pregnant already in the Enchanted Forest, was she pregnant for 10 years? Has she been waiting for 10 years to have this baby? Is she an (laughs) elephant? Like, what is happening? Oh man, yeah. So, but anyway, we're supposed to. She's supposed to be like midway, so she's just like, I feel anything. Something's wrong. 
No, you have a fucking baby inside you. See, You're like, this is what I mean. Shit. I would not like, have made it as a pregnant girl in medieval times. <laughs> I would have been like, get this out of me. Like, this thing is going to kick through my ribcage. So, somebody. I felt like that, and I had modern medicine. So, I cannot right. imagine. I, I think this is funny, too, because she. She's like, oh my god, I feel pain. And then in the classic trope of like, send the idiot to go get hot water. <laughs> he like runs right. over to a well and he's just like, I'm just going to go get this well water for you. <laughs> what are you doing? So then there's rustling in the trees and he just disappears. <laughs> and Thomas. I'm I'm pretty sure they never talk it's about okay. it again. <laughs> Pass. Thomas? Oh, and they have the classic trope of like, uh, Thomas? he leaves back, he leaves behind one article of clothing so that you know he got kidnapped. Hello, <laughs> what's wrong? Your Highness, what happened? What did you do to my Thomas? I haven't done anything. In case you haven't noticed, I've been otherwise engaged. Something happened to him. You know, tell me. I have no idea, dearie. Dearie. But I did warn you. All magic comes at a price. Oh my God. Are you guys drunk yet? <laughs> Is just paid. Don't listen to him. We'll find Thomas. No, you won't. Until that debt is paid. Until that baby is mine. You're never gonna see him again. Melodramatic. I stopped just so you wouldn't miss anything. Oh, thanks. Would you like me to rewind for you? I'm good now. Are you good? Right. Yeah. Uh, he just hit us with a deary and all magic comes at a price in a row. So I. Oh just my gosh! Drunk. Everyone's drunk. They're they're definitely drunk by now. If I said drink uh, every time something melodramatic happened, we would be hammered. We'd be dead. We'll, we'll actually, but be like, guys, reel it back. <laughs> in this world, or the next Cinderella. I will have that baby! Okay. Oh, he did the old Fonzie hit the vending machine twice trick. <laughs> Must be my lucky day. With the sloppy coffee. Yeah, gross. Baby. That's your merchandise. Why didn't you tell me? Well, because at the time, you didn't need to know. Really? Or you thought I wouldn't take the job? On the contrary. I thought it would be more effective if you found out yourself. After seeing Ashley's hard life, I thought it would make sense. To you. I mean, if anyone could understand the reasons behind giving up a baby, I assumed it would be you. Okay, that was a local... <laughs> Yo, I love how the editor cut in... A <laughs> Cut in a straight up side eye from Henry to just be like, "Ghoul!" Yeah, that was a <laughs> yeah, literally. Oh my god, that was great. Not getting that kid. Actually, we have an agreement. My agreements are always honored. If not, I'm going to have to involve the police, and that baby is going to end up in the system. And that would be a pity. I don't you didn't understand. Enjoy your time in the system. Why? You? Why? It's not gonna right. 
I like your confidence. Charming. Ah. Oh. I feel like I don't. I feel like that was deserved. Yeah. I mean, it was. It was very. He hit it real hard too. It's a foreshadowing <laughs> of what is to yeah. come. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Contract. Who knows what she was after? You know, no jury in the world will put a woman in jail whose only reason for breaking and entering was to keep her child. I'm willing to roll the dice. That contract doesn't stand up. Are you? Not to mention what might come out about you in the process. Somehow I suspect there is more to you than a simple pawnbroker. You really want to start that fight? I like you, Miss Swan. You're not afraid of me. That's either cocky or presumptuous. Either way, I'd rather have you on my side. So she can keep the baby? Not just yet. It's not your baby, man. Agreement with Miss Boyd. We're seeing a little bit of Rumpelstiltskin in this Mr. Gold, right? I like that you, just like we see a little bit of the evil queen bleeding into Regina at times, little glints here and there, you see a little, like we've been exposed to the real meat of like how Rumpelstiltskin acts in the Enchanted Forest. And now we're seeing just little tiny hints of that, you know? Just for some reason, it makes so much more sense in Enchanted Forest times where he's like, demands this baby. Like, I'm like, you know what? Yeah, you signed a contract. I kind of get it. But like in the real world, I'm like, yeah. You are a predator. But this entire town is all wibbly wobbly, make believe weird shit. So. You know, and and also Emma's like, well, a jury. I'm like, what jury? Fucking Jiminy Cricket paid right. off again, and Regina's like, oh. up there with her judge thing and a wig and a big gavel. Regina's just gonna be the judge, and she's just- <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, you think that's gonna go well, Emma? What's wrong with you? Tear it up. That's not what I do. You see, contracts, deals. They're the very foundation of all civilized existence. Bro, I know what contracts are. You don't have to. Never. Thank you for the definition. <laughs> like a mansplaining contract. to have that baby. Are you willing to make a deal with me? He's trying to make another deal. Drink again. Oh, I don't know just yet. You'll owe me a favor. I also don't understand this concept of like the open-ended deal. Like, make a deal with me, but I'm not going to tell you what it is until I feel like it. Like, no. Okay, sure. I don't accept <laughs> what? that. <laughs> like the like the the uh, open check, you know, like the unwritten check, blank check. And I love how they just put her in the same room that John Doe was in. Yeah, because it's the only hospital in town. What's her name? Oh, that glass. Oh, room, that right? nice three-month-old baby. Love to see yep. it. Plumpy, beautiful, super dry three-month-old baby. Mr. Gold was outside. Took care of it. See, she's looking real Shannony right here. I'm just saying, with this per this perfect hair, I'm just putting it out there. I'm just saying, like Shannon, Shannon and Brittany Snow's triplet yeah. sister that like together. You know, she's yours. Yes. What did you do? Good casting for Cinderella. Though she looks very much yeah. like Cinderella. Oh, hey, kid, it's almost five. We gotta get you home. Also, no one's in this town. No one's walking I have around. To go. It's weird. Henry's expecting me home at five. Oh, boy. But I'll see you again. 
Okay. A, B, C. A, B, C. We have so far had a heavily sexually charged scene or lines in script every single episode so yep. far. So, first of all, Regina is zipping up the back of her dress. She, her hair is disheveled. She's, like, fixing it in the mirror. There's a shower going on in the background, and she's, like, slipping into her black heels in this little cocktail black dress that she has on. And she was, like, really doing, overdoing this lipstick when she was leaving the house. So they're just, like, guys, she was boning the whole time. Like, they're beating you yeah. over the head with this right now. <laughs> there is no question whatsoever. City and meeting, like, wink, wink. Oh, like, the city oh council God. meeting, right? Yeah. And then she's like, I'm not going to be home at, at all until 5 p.m. Not, city council meeting down the street from where I live, which means I'm going to, well, I can't pop in at home for any reason at all. Like, it's a lot. <laughs> the next council meeting? Yeah, she's like, hmm. Oh, and don't forget, you left your socks under the bed. Girls, this is my house. I can leave my socks anywhere I want. Why, Why were they you? under there? Did you see the uh, Jolly Roger back there? Oh my god, no, I didn't. Okay, look at this. Oh, and don't forget, you left your socks under the bed. Right there. Oh my god. I don't know why they like zoomed it. Like they literally yeah. rack focused on the mirror and the Jolly Rogers like right in the shot. Um, because Sheriff Grimm is not Captain Hook. <laughs> so yeah, exactly. I don't really know what they're trying to connect here, but. <laughs> Pumpkin. My code name. I was thinking in honor of Cinderella. Pumpkin. I want you to know full well that when I was deciding how to open the show today, one of the contenders was assigning you the code name Pumpkin because oh of the scene. Oh my god. <laughs> and I, was, I was hoping you didn't get the reference so you'd be confused. And then when you saw the scene, you'd be like, I hate you. <laughs> but I abandoned that plan. But I just did. I wanted you to know that I that was... That was one it was of my there, working. and yeah, that's, that's the thought that counts. <laughs> so if I ever call you Pumpkin, don't think I'm an asshole. It's because of this scene. <laughs> it's because of season one, episode four of Once Upon a Time. <laughs> well? I'm not sure you're ready yet. Oh my god, with the code, okay. Terrible codename scene first, and then we write this where he's like, I have a codename for you, but I'm not going to tell you for another few episodes. <laughs> like, oh, God, stop. Just <laughs> tell me or shut up. About what you said at the hospital, about me being able to leave? Yeah. See you tomorrow. I actually okay, can't leave. Me. I was taken out by a wolf. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I, uh, that one got me in the heart yeah. a little bit. Okay, here it is. Here it is. Here it is. Ding, ding, ding. His shoe falls off because he's Cinderella. That's And she's coming cool. back home from her I gross like sexcapades. Yeah, right. I'm going to ignore that and I'm going to think about how cute it is that his shoe okay, fell off fine. on the staircase. <laughs> Do not leave your shoes lying around on the stairs. Teeny tiny goof. He puts his foot up and then they cut to the door and both his feet are down. I'm a filmmaker, so I look at things like that because I'm like, oh, you picked the wrong shot. Anyway. Someone could get hurt. Good one, kid. Just near. And, and he's supposed to be like 
running home like Cinderella is at the end of the movie, like yeah. trying to beat midnight. Uh, and also, I forgot, which I don't know why I didn't write it in my production notes. Um, he's he, uh, she tries to call herself pumpkin was a, supposed to be a giant like wink and a nudge for this this one Cinderella episode. Oh, that's the only and he was supposed to turn it down anyway. She was just like pumpkin because you know Cinderella. And they're like no. <laughs> Is that her? Who would it be, man? <laughs> Sean, again, you're an idiot. So sorry. <laughs> I you wish she said. I wish she said no. Nah, they just handed me this random baby that was in the back so I could practice. <laughs> back. Yeah, I'm back. I actually never left because we can't leave this town. Right. I was down the street the whole time. Here, I got her a present. <laughs> Oh, it's a shoe, I, I get it. They're gonna fit. Oh my god, okay, enough. <laughs> like, how many Cinderella pumps can we cram into this, <laughs> this last few minutes? You're just gonna... What? No. No, girl, yeah, they standards. Just, they, right? Did you see that she... So, Emma right now is calling Graham to accept the deputy position. Can you see what's on her keys? Hello? Graham? This big star. It's like, it's like a, literally like a sheriff's deputy star on her key ring, on her keychain. And she's like, hey, Graham, can I be your deputy now? I'm like, what? I accept the position without knowing any of the details. Yes. Also, I already got a, sh- a badge and it's on my keys. I'm ready. Maybe some roots wouldn't be so bad. A deputy job still open? Absolutely. And I'm in. I was looking at the star, and I just realized that it jumped from the palm of her hand to the outside of her hand. Yep. <laughs> Are you going to be okay with this? Oops. I don't care. It's my department. I'll see you Monday morning. See ya. You're having sex with her. Also, girl's hair on point. On point. Oh my god, he's getting socks from under the bed. Regina's I... been boning Graham. How did they get there? <laughs> what was that? Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. That. I remember watching that for the first time and being like, oh, no. No. I hate that. Like, <laughs> I hate that so much. But, like, what also, were you trying to go for there? Like, I. And we find out, we do find out why that happens. There's some, there, there's a reason. It's not, it's not a happenstance that that relationship is like that. We, I don't, I don't remember how long it takes us to find that out, but there's definitely some, some shenanigans going on. However, doesn't that re, doesn't that change the way you view the pilot? When Henry runs away, we see Regina for the first time ever. Graham is in the house. Yeah, and I mean, I coming think you down catch the stairs, that from the pilot. Like, oh, they and, have an inappropriate relationship. And happening. it's always like, yeah, it's a little bit of like a... And then you go, you justify it as like, well, he's the shit. Because you're like, who's this guy? But and like, why are your like, socks in the middle of the under the bed? I understand how sex works. But like, why is that? Like, why yeah. wasn't it something else besides you need to retrieve your socks from the middle of the under from the, the bed? <laughs> you know, I never picked up on that. That's actually really Th- funny. That makes no sense to me. <laughs> like, did you like take them off and like kick them under the bed like really like, hold on how gotta put those away session. first like weird 
I get, I was like, I get if you didn't take your socks off with like your hands, like if you just like rubbed them off with your feet or yes, something. Yes, but they still like, wouldn't you, be under the bed. <laughs> kicked them to the middle of the bed. This would have made way oh, more man. sense if it was like, oh my god, Regina, don't forget your bra on the way out. Like, no, like right. Also, get your socks in the middle of under the bed of your bedroom. Why should she care about like? Why should she care about like, your socks? You can just get another pair from your bureau. It's not like he's married and some woman is going to be like, right. why are your socks, your socks are in the middle of the bed? Have you been having sex again? And it's your socks. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. It's so weird. Just, oh, man. This is like such a small detail that doesn't make any sense. Like, no, but there, but that's the thing is there are a lot of little details in the show that add up to like, okay, this part is lazy. Like you wrote this part lazily. I can see you just, you're just trying to prove oh, a point. Socks under the bed. Can't go into my roommate's room right now. You must be having sex. <laughs> that was a, I wish, I wish he picked them up and in that big music swell, it stopped and he just went, close one <laughs> so glad i got those socks i don't know what i would have done if those socks would have stayed under the bed oh no okay mvp good lord this episode okay so who's the mvp of this episode i vote grumpy for making the cave uh, oh my god i was um, gonna vote grumpy too really yeah grumpy's also the one who delivers the quill although we could we, there's also a contender of like the blue fairy made the quill that stopped him uh, we could say, I mean, I hate just giving it to Emma every episode because she's the savior and she's always like saving everybody's life. But like she simultaneously got gold to go away. She got Ashley to the hospital. She changed Sean's mind from the stupid dad who was overbearing. So it feels kind of weird to give it to anybody but Emma for this episode. Trust yeah. me, there are going to be some episodes we are not giving the MVP to Emma. <laughs> I guess but I feel like right now. I guess we're gonna give it to Emma just for keeping the baby with the baby's mom who wants the baby. Yeah. Yeah. She is dumb for thinking that there was a jury, but <laughs> that the judge is not your arch nemesis in the town. <laughs> okay, I have a new segment I just made up since I feel like should you watch the episode is just gonna be yes every time, so we'll skip that. I think the new segment should be if we if we're giving a savior MVP, who gets the villain MVP of the episode? Ah. Okay, it's Mr. Gold. I mean, that's pretty obvious. But there's going to be some times later where we're going to have to fight over, like, who is more evil. There's going to be some of yeah, those. Yeah, because the Queen and Rumpel get pretty bad. And to be fair, she's sleeping with the sheriff. So that's pretty... And and she's, pretty like, grimy. sneaking around with her 10-year-old kid. And also double standards yelling at him all the time about, like, lying and where he's being and whatever. And okay, she's, she's like, an adult, though. I mean, yeah, but, like... I don't know. It feels. It still feels a little bit grimy. It feels grimier, be, not because it's a guy. It's any guy. It feels grimy because it's the an abuse of power. Yeah, it's because it's it's somebody who it's works quid for pro her. quo. Yeah, quid pro quo. That's right. Uh, All right, wrapping out of five it up for this episode. Rating it. This is a solid three. Three. So the price is gold. This is this is the. Magic comes with a price episode. This is where that whole thing was introduced. So I feel like it can't be that. But the episode there's a lot of plot holes. I think that's my issue. I'm at like a, I'm at like a two. Because first of all, not a lot happens either. 
Like yeah. all we're doing is just and 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 all these again like Lost, these episodes are backstory. That's all it is. You're just trying to figure out what these characters yeah. are made of, particularly in the flashbacks. So for that purpose, it did tell us who Rumpelstiltskin is in a very short amount of time. We got it. We know his number right away. Like we know what kind of villain he is. But outside of that, the way that he got in prison was stupid. The it's um, there's too many unbelievable things about like like you said we're letting a lot of things slide like letting too many things slide is major demerit points for me so yeah I'm at I like agree. a two two point five okay I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with my three just because I do love Mr Gold so three for, and another savior win for my MVP. savior win for Emma all right so we are gonna watch the promo for season one episode five which is. That still small voice, and I will, uh, I will tell you right now. I don't remember. Is it about Jiminy? <laughs> I don't remember. So I'm, I'm kind of excited to experience this with you. Um, all right, here Two we go. Two weeks from tonight, something beneath the town of Storybrooke wants to get out. The curse made this happen. A secret. You think I'm Jiminy Cricket? You take that delusion out of my son's head. That must be unearthed. This nonsense must end. You don't believe me? You'll see. Henry! Lower me down. No way. I'm going. He's my son. He's my son, too. ABC's Once Upon a Time. All new Sunday, November 27th at 8, 7 central. Did you see that step up she did? So this is the first time she owns that this is her child. That's true. That's true. It's a big and deal. We did, we did see a little title card of a spinning wheel. So Sleeping Beauty. Mm-hmm. And perhaps? then definitely some Jiminy because of the yeah. small voice title. Yeah, small voice stuff. Yeah, that's still small voice. So so now we're gonna start getting into Jiminy's involvement in his mental state in Storybrooke. So I wonder if we're also gonna get into some backstory mm-hmm. on Jiminy in Channel Forest. It's like how much he manipulated stuff. I'm sure I'll remember again when I actually watch it, but I haven't yet. So episode four in the can. We did we good. We did it. Again, if you want to call the voicemail and talk about how weird that episode was. And it is late, and, guys. Like, yeah, late. We, we got looped out. All right. 207-536-8512 is how you get in touch with us. And we will play your voicemail on the air. The SBCpod at gmail.com is our email. The SBCpod is also our Instagram. Uh, and those are all of the ways that you can contact us. If you would be so kind to go on Apple Podcasts, if you like what you've heard so far, and give us a five-star review, and that is how we're going to be found by other Once Upon a Time brookies. That's how we're going to make more of them. Uh, So these first few episodes are super, super crucial. So if you are listening to this, uh, iTunes will boost us up in this early period while we're while we're still a new show um so anything that you can do uh putting those ratings in there and giving us reviews really really help the show get uh visibility so if we want to have a nice fun community of people got to get the word out there so that's how we're going to do it and bonus we get to read your words on the air and we promise we won't make fun of them i'm not going to promise that we might yeah we cannot we cannot guarantee this but at least you'll know (laughs) At least you know we'll be honest. No, we love we love we love our people who write in. Don't be scared. We we won't we don't bite. We 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 love our our uh, listening community. Uh, how that was that was a good time. That was a good time. Gold episodes are always good. So that was great. 
So, uh, bye. Yeah. All right. Bye. Bye.